boys, we're all the same Ain't no way we'll ever change Mean no harm by the things we do All the trouble that we get into oh, Other good morning, good friends, you are our friend Friends This is not bet Bet's out and you're and you're not bear. This What's is, going on here? Wait a minute. This is not this is not our hour number two. Uh, uh, friends, friends, friends. Bet Midler, so I can say good morning, all my good friends. But um, I may be so bold as to ask, what's happening here? Well, you made the decision a couple days ago. Surprisingly, you said, you know what? It's time for us to find somebody besides Bet. Now, I did not say this our replacement, but I have a special announcement to make, Howard, and I thought it would maybe work. Well, I mean, let me hear the song. What is this song? Let's hear it again. This is Mo Bandy and Joe Stapley. But other than that, we ain't nothing, just good old boys. Good old boys. Good old boys, good old we're boys. all the same. Ain't no way we'll ever change. Mean no harm by the things we do. All the trouble that we get into. Other than a wild hair once in a while. We can't help it, it's just our style. Good old boys is all we'll ever be. Now, I'm, I have heard good old boys somewhere on this radio station before. You have, Howard, right here. It's kind of like I thought, well, we'll do something clever this morning. I know the, the bishop's wondering, good old boys, what, 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 what have I got myself here? But uh, that's Let's our try something different. We'll be clever for a change. Bishop, that is Bear and, and, and mine uh, theme song on Saturday morning, and we're going to come back on September 2nd. So it's a special announcement. Oh, I'm so glad you're here because right. maybe we could use a prayer or two. So. Yes, come on, the good old boys talking sports. Yes. Bob and Bear, Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock. Part of our uh, fall football Saturday morning lineup, we got all, we've got the uh, Metro News Sports Roundup in the morning. We've got the Ohio Sports Magazine. We've got Chris Lawrence and Outdoors. And then September 2nd, the good old boys are back. We're back. So uh, and that's good. And then we're right in front of uh, the uh, Saturday Sports Huddle brought to you by Paul Harris, hosted by Dr. Angela Georges. So and I think we're that, really, really moving, Howard. And I think that same day, September 2nd, I think is the uh, first WVU game, I think. Wow, busy, busy, busy. So that is going to be a, an amazing uh, sports Saturday. And every Saturday is a good sports Saturday here on the uh, Watchdog Radio Network. And we've been telling you that our, our high school football begins this Friday with the OVAC uh, game of the week, our OVAC game of the week, which is Martins Ferry and Shadyside. That will be on Friday night after we have the Pine Room guys starting their new show on Fridays. Absolutely. At uh, Gumby's uh, location, uh, this uh, this Friday, we'll be kicking things off in Elm Grove. The following Friday, we'll be in Elm Grove again. And then when John Marshall has their home opener, we will be on Walmart Drive, right there beside Walmart on Walmart Drive at the Gumby's uh, in Moundsville. So uh, pl- plenty of football, especially on Friday. And be sure to drive by the uh, Pine Room guys. Stop in and have take advantage of some of the uh, Gumby specials, if you'd like to, during their broadcast time, noon to 3, every Friday during the football season. Um and as I've said before, if you can't stop by, at least drive by, give them a little horn honk. Get horny for the hot pine room, guys. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, we're the bishop sitting here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. 8.13 on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Bishop Daryl Cummings is here. Are you a football fan? I am. I am. I don't know how good of a football fan I am, but I, I am a football fan. Yes. You you played basketball? And you know what? I The only uh, sport that I played in school or, or, or participated in was track. Track. Oh, okay. uh, but okay. I was, not that it matters, but I was the uh, uh, yearbook photographer. So I went to all the sports. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> so you got to say, and to, you know, hey, I was. Yes, uh, yes. I, I went now, to, my, my father didn't want me to play uh, uh, yeah, football yep. because he said that I, at the time I was so thin that uh, <laughs> he said he didn't want to have to dig me out of the field. So, <laughs> Listen, I, how do I say this politely? Uh-oh. Right, being, um, like being the photographer got you to all the games. Yes, today. yes. Did but you get to meet I, girls? I, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Except when they wanted their picture taken. Oh, so. okay. I just thought that no, might that, be, you know. Yeah, no, be, no, no. But not that it matters. But uh, uh, I was uh, also president of the uh, student body. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you were president of the student body fairly I was reading the Washington Post article about you last oh, night. Oh, bless you. I've bless read it before, you. but I, I was just getting ready for you having come in here today. I was reading, right. that, reading that piece. And uh, uh you became student council president fairly quickly after being there in that school. Right? Yes, a year after being there. Yeah, which was unusual. Yes, it was, and because it was you were, an you were all bit, white school, you so. were a bit of I want to call an outcast, but you were different. You were a different guy. I, I was the uh, butt of many jokes. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yes, yes, yes. But they were wonderful people, and uh, uh, they did eventually accept me, but it was a uh, negative event that, uh, at least negative for me, uh, that uh, uh, caused me to be known. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got elected student council president. Let me ask you this a serious question. Yes, sir. Because you have talked about the fact that you, you know, you, you're, you're, you couldn't uh, get new clothes, so your pants right. were high. They called yeah. you Noah because, yes. you know, it's like you had to wear boots and all, yes, yes. all that kind of stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, you were uh, an African-American in a white school. Yes, sir. So you were in an unusual position. Did all of that stuff, you are such a gregarious guy now. Okay. You are such an outgoing, friendly, oh, make you. friends kind of guy. I don't know. Bob, do you know a single soul who has ever met Bishop Cummings who hasn't felt within a few minutes like they're friends? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. We talk uh, about it every time. We talk about the energy, oh, just the bless peacefulness. You. Bless you both. Bless and, you both. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the fact that you were... Uh, that you faced some adversity, maybe that's not quite the right word to use, but yeah. as a young kid, did that did that sort of force you to become more outgoing, Absolutely. more? It was curious? either laugh with them or, 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 or you know, or yeah. cry alone. So, okay. so yes, we, you know, we were forced to uh, uh, learn how to deal with adverse situations in a, a most positive way. Uh, and and then I would uh, go on record of saying, I don't think I've said it before that my mother was a very uh, positive uh, person. I don't think it's in that article, but my my mother was ran over by a, uh, a truck when she was six years old, and she was never supposed to have children. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, so my parents got married with the understanding that they would never have children, and they ended up having three. And then, and then uh, there you were. Yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in in some circles, I was considered a miracle child. Yeah. And then I was born uh, deaf uh, in one of my ears, 
and uh, and they said there was no cure for it, and then God healed me. So, wow. uh, so my life has been uh, a series of miracles, uh, and my mother had that uh, uh, positive spirit that you know, no matter what the negative is, that with God's help it can turn around. So, uh, it, it's and she did die at uh, uh, thirty six wow. um, uh, of cancer, but. Uh, she had cancer before, uh, before the age of 36, uh, earlier in her 30s, and got uh, through uh, the Cleveland Clinic was just getting started at that time. Uh, and, uh, and with the you help of God in, and the medicine, Cleveland we were still in Cleveland. And she, got, and she was declared cancer-free, mm-hmm. uh, and for about five or six years she was cancer-free, Amazing. and then it came back and she died. You know, it's interesting, uh, you've mentioned your father before because he was a preacher, and so you kind of followed in his footsteps. Yes. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about your mother. Before. Oh, is that right? Yeah, no, she was a, I was mama's boy, there's no question about it, and uh, uh, there's a very, very good chance that uh, uh, if God had blessed for her to uh, live longer uh, or uh you know, uh, I I was 16 when she died. Mm. Uh, that uh, I probably would have never been in Wheeling uh, is a good because I had committed uh, that I would always stay with my mother. So uh, yeah. uh, I, it's almost like I can hear telling you, convincing you that you were special, that you wasn't supposed to be here, but right. here you are, right. and don't mess it up. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, uh, and and God did it, and and there's always. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, God always has a plan for each of our lives, and, and I'm glad that I, I'm part of it. 818 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bishop Darrell Cummings with us uh, this morning here on the program. I want to talk about the uh, back-to-school event coming up this yes. weekend. We will do that coming up in just a moment here on the program. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. beginning of an important journey for all of us join the pine room podcast boys as they take it on the road join them every friday at gumby's from 12 to 3 p.m sponsored by gumby's and jill's gentlemen's club now let's keep this momentum going and make this season the one to remember followed by matt jones pre-owned auto friday afternoon walkthrough from 3 to 5 p.m the watchdog your home for high school sports fm 98.1 97.7 am 1370 spend your summer mornings with us news information conversation controversy and fun the watchdog morning show with howard monroe brought to you by wvu medicine 
Highway 40 Blue I've walked holding both my shoes Counted the days since I've been gone And I'd love to see the lights of home 21 here on the Washdown Morning Show every Thursday is a Country Bumper Music Thursday. It's a, a foggy outside. It was really thick and dense fog when I came in. Bishop Cummings says it's kind of lightening up a little bit. It's still foggy, but not quite so bad. 64, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at the Highland. 63 in Elm Grove. Bob, what do we have here? Let still me take a look, Howard. We're up to 64. 64. 64 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bishop Daryl Cummings is here from the Bethlehem Apostolic Temple. This weekend is your Adopt-A-Student program this weekend. Yes, sir. Do you have any sense of how many... What, what year is this? Of doing it? Uh, 33, yeah. Do you have any sense of how many kids you've helped over those years? I, I know at about uh, three years ago they did a, a count, and it was over 50,000. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing impact in this community. Uh, it's it's all glory of God, but it's the community helping us to help the community. And so uh, it, it is a great, it is all, all glory to God and to the community. Uh, and, and I'm very grateful that they've allowed me to, to be a, a service. Has, uh, has the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Have the, the students who come by, how have things changed over the years? Maybe that's the question. Sure, I'm to ask. sure. Well, uh, again, when we first started it uh, 33 years ago, back in 1990, uh, no one else was doing it, uh, and what we were uh, what we were doing was thought to be strange, uh, appreciative in some areas, but thought to be strange. Uh, helping kids with the school supplies that you know obviously we didn't know, helping the families with food and clothes and and things of that nature. Uh, but uh, one of the ways that is different is that some of the kids that we helped back in the 90s are now some bring their their kids <laughs> yeah. to get help yeah. and then some kids that we helped back in the 90s are helping us to help other kids uh, and and so it is it is a circle hopefully of love a circle of power uh, and we're, we're grateful for it. Uh, you know uh, sadly uh, when I we started it uh, early in the 90s uh, that, uh, that there was sometimes I got threatened a lot more uh, mm. uh, and uh, be, because hurt people hurt people not because uh, you know they're just bad people they just they were hurting and some compared their basket to somebody else's basket and their ham to somebody else's ham oh, wow. and uh, so why isn't my ham as big as your ham and the truth is in the 33 years I've never passed out a ham I paid for the hams <laughs> but I never passed them out there are other people that did that but I'm the one that gets attacked but but nonetheless uh, uh, so we've had to deal so we've needed more security and we needed more uh, people uh, but um, I think now uh, we're, we're hopefully moving to a better understanding and, and the people are more appreciative and people say thank you more. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is uh, probably more people who others might consider well to do uh, who, who get help because they, they you can be asset rich and cash poor. Uh, and, you know, when we were buying the school supplies, even this week, um, some of the things that just last year we paid 25 cents for, we're now paying 75 yeah, cents yeah. for. Uh, so prices have just 
gone up dramatically, uh, and uh, uh, we're still trying to help as many people as we can. We're prepared to help uh, up to 500 people. Uh, we have helped uh, as low as 350, and we've helped as high as 1,000. Wow. We never know how many are, are, are coming. The good news, as I said, is that now there are other agencies that are also doing back to school back which is great because we could never take care of everybody uh, and so this is a wonderful thing in more community events i do believe that we're still the only one that does school supplies clothes and food and i think we're the only one that will help all year long did that develop the idea of being more than just backpacks so to speak yes did that develop over the years or did you start that by has developed yeah. over year and now we have uh, uh, haircuts uh, that we do and then uh, on Friday uh, we're very grateful to uh, Wheeling Hospital they're going to come and do a health fair yeah. for the kids and then we have the uh, back to school uh, 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 a festival that will be at Wheeling Park. Uh, when we first started, all those things were all on one day, all going on at the same time. And now they've been spread out over uh, three days. So. so you do, I mean, you do all the traditional school supplies, backpacks, uh, notebooks, pens, pencils, pen, pencils markers, yes. crayons, and whatever. But but you uh, you also uh, as you've grown your food clothes right. haircuts are interesting because uh, kids going back to school need a new haircut and sometimes yes. they can't afford them yeah and, and so we're very grateful to a group of barbers that are going to become some of them are going to be doing them live right there some will pass out vouchers uh, for them to come to their actual barber shop and and get it done cool. uh, and uh, so we're grateful for that uh, we're. Uh, uh, trying to make it as friendly and, and fun as possible. We're, we're still operating out of our, our basement of the Dream Center because of what happened with the pipes. Uh, we're glad to report, sidestep, uh, I was just going to ask you, Tom, say, let's, let's take a different road for a second. <laughs> yeah. looks like the roof is finally the done. The roof is done. Yay! So uh, they're actually still working on it, but the finances for the roof is done. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, they we have that commitment for them to complete. Uh, and uh, we're very, very glad. Now we, you know, we're out of the frying pan into the fire. We're moving now uh, from having to, the, the roof ended up costing about $180,000. We were originally told 150, but prices went up. Uh, but now we're going into the building which we're being told is going to cost a million dollars. Oh, so, uh, We're out of the fry pan in the fire. But we at least, we, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite I'm at right a time. Right. So we're, we're, we're going to start working on that. But we're, the good news is we're moving in the right direction. And somebody said it's better to move slow in the right direction than fast in the wrong one. What's the what is your vision for the Dream Center in the yes. end? The ultimate vision. Sure, the ultimate vision is uh, we want to get back to some of the things that we were doing, being a business incubator for uh, having new businesses start, uh, being able to be a, a shelter. Uh, for uh, uh, those in do dealing with domestic violence. We also ha had several um, uh, 
homeless veterans that live there uh, and then uh, being able to have uh, uh, functions there, community area uh, where we could uh, host uh, graduations, uh, uh, parties, and wedding uh, parties, and things of that nature right in their own neighborhood. It is the largest parking lot uh, in, in there and the largest building mm-hmm. uh, in North Wheeling. And, and uh, uh, so uh, we're, we're hoping to have a daycare in there. There is no daycare in North Wheeling, and uh, we would like to be able to uh, – do more central community events, not just for North Wheeling, but for the whole city, but North Wheeling being specialized. We talk a lot on the show about child care. It is uh, one of the most critical needs we have in our communities anymore. Yes. Um, so, and there's just not enough child, there's not enough affordable child care. Right. There's just not enough child care. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I understand it, some places have a several year uh, Wait. waiting list. Uh, and so we're trying to be hopefully a part of the answer, not part of the problem. Let's uh, talk about the details the uh the the uh, what do you call it the adopt the student program adopt the, the student the program giveaway or yes sir is uh, this coming saturday it's it's this coming saturday on friday if you don't mind from one to three is the uh health fair it, that will be at the church this is a new event we we did it 30 years ago but have not been able to sustain it we're so honored that wheeling hospital has uh, uh partnered with us this is their first time doing it uh is be one to three at the church's fellowship hall 330 main street then on saturday at 10 a.m. We'll begin our traditional Adopt-A-Student program. That will be Maui Strong. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was a special announcement. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, from one to three. That's the hook, Reverend. That's, that's the hook. All right. All right. No, 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 no. no, no. Only, only kidding. Only kidding. Uh, uh, on Saturday at 10 a.m., we will be at 407 Main Street, which is diagonal across the street from the church. That's the Dream Center. We'll be in the back in the uh, uh, the basement uh, uh, for it, uh, and we'll have school supplies. The person will be able to sign up for food uh, if they like food. Uh, and, uh, if you can also sign up just to have school supplies, you'll be able to come through. This is, you know, during the pandemic, we put it in a box and put it in your car, and, you know, you didn't choose. But now you'll be able to come in and choose. You don't have to take something you don't need. Uh, we ask you not to take something that you don't need, but you'll be able to choose your book bag. We're happy that uh, one of the former Sunday school students, C.J. Goodwin, uh, sent 200 book bags to help us. Uh, and so we have the other 300 or more. Uh, they'll pick it that. They'll pick the pencils, pens, uh, paper, uh, notebooks, uh, folders, uh, and so many other things. Uh, I would say there's at least 30 items there that they can pick. Uh, and then after that, there will be food. And then after that, there'll be uh, clothes, uh, the beautiful new dresses, beautiful new pants and shirts and uh, tennis shoes and other shoes. Then we'll have fruits and vegetables uh, uh, working with Jebus Market. That'll be over there. Then there'll be a section where there'll be haircuts uh, and things of that nature. And uh, that will uh, go on uh, and help as many, hopefully, people as possible. And then it close on Sunday at 5 p.m. with a celebration uh, of the uh, uh, inflatable rides. Uh, they'll have free ice cream and free hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, there'll be a gospel. 
gospel concert going on at the amphitheater. Pray for no rain. And it, it'll be a great, great, great weekend. And then after that, I'm going to disappear to my bed for a couple of days <laughs> and pray for restoration. What an amazing <laughs> range of things you offer, though, therefore. There's only one stipulation you do have, which is that the students who need the supplies must be there themselves. They, they must be present. I, I, I understand that you know everybody is not in town all the time. Good news is, is that after we do it, uh, uh, if your child is not available and we still have it, we will provide it. But our priority is that we must help the people that are there first before we can help people who are not there. I have to move on here. But, yes, sir. But, Thank um, you for everything. The, I, I, the answer to this is, to me, I guess, fairly obvious, but this is a huge amount of work and effort. A lot of community people get involved, as yes, you point out. Yes. It's not just just you. but it's Police, the fire, the sheriff's department. Citizens help, you know, yes, community teachers, lawyers, involved. yes. Why do it? You know, to hopefully make a difference, uh, you know, as you've heard me tell the story, I'm trying to pay it forward. I've been paying it forward for the last 33 years. Uh, and, and you know, I personally enjoy doing it. I don't know how much longer I can do it, but I'm going to do it as long as I can. I'm hoping that there's another generation, another uh, 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 group of people working with us that are taking over. And, and we are having more help now. Uh, we normally just got the help during uh, that day, but now... Now we are having people coming in early saying, what can we do to help set it up? And that means a lot to me. We've been out there for the last three days. But I do it because I think there's a need. I think that there's some people whose lives will change. I had, uh, you know, I told the story before, but uh, I was out at the mall. Somebody who was not talking to me, but talking loud enough that I could hear them. And I think they wanted me to hear them, but I don't know that. And it was a a man and a woman and two little girls. uh, And I'm assuming it was a family. And they were just walking by me. And as they walked by me, the man said to the woman and to the little girls, he helped me when we were in the third grade. He never yeah. said anything to me. He kept on walking. But he remembered what we did for him in the third. He's obviously a grown man with kids, uh, hopefully a wife and everything. But he remembered we helped him in the third grade. And, and that's why you do it. And that's why I do it. Reverend uh, uh, Bishop, always enjoy having you here with us. God bless you. I, I Thank you both. So Thank much. you both. Bishop uh Great job. Please play for us. Please pray for us. We, uh, I certainly will. And um, good luck. Thank you so much. Good luck. Back to school. Uh, Friday is the uh, health fair. Friday health is the clinic, health fair. whatever you call it. Yes. And then Saturday, 10 o'clock, it starts. Now, you don't have to be there at 10 o'clock, but no. then, uh, all throughout the day. Uh, at the Dream Center, which is um, 407 Main Street, North Main Street in Wheeling. Yes. And so it's going to be sunny and hot. All right, that's good. That's good. good. Wave at me. Wave at me. There. <laughs> I noticed, by the way, as I said, I read the um, Washington Post article that was yes. written about you, and I did notice that one of the pictures there was the Reverend visits a local radio station. <laughs> yes, yes. You're an important part. There it was. The watchdog was in there. Yes, you're a national story. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Reverend, thank you so thank much. Thank you. For God being bless you both. 835, 25 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 17th. House Bill 125 is now law in the Mountain State. It provides a tax credit back to everyone who has paid taxes on their vehicles. All West Virginians who own a vehicle will receive a full dollar-to-dollar refund for personal property taxes. This bill resolves some confusion among taxpayers who choose to pay their property bill tax as soon as they receive it. 
Now, all motor vehicle property taxes due in 2024, but paid in 2023, may be claimed as a credit on a taxpayer's 2024 income tax. More details can be found at WTRF.com. And the Barnesville Water Department is replacing a main water valve on Cary Avenue this morning. The replacement was being installed overnight to minimize inconvenience to residents. Water service will be turned off for this repair. Affected areas include Cary Avenue, the upper part of Hills, South Highlands, and the upper part of Hudson Dewey. A 48-hour boil order will also go into effect once the water is restored. Staying in Belmont County, coming up on September 3rd, it will be eight years since the potential Belmont County ethane cracker plant project was first unveiled to the public. The announcement held in the Belmont County Commission Chambers was held as a huge project for the area's economy as well as the state's. A tremendous amount of site prep work was done in Delhi's Bottom where it was to be built. But since then, PTT Global gained and then lost a partner in the venture and things became stalled. The Belmont County Commissioners, however, are still not writing it off. Commission President J.P. Dutton says the county is fortunate to have such an ideal site for a project like this, all prepared and ready for construction. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Vaco Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lang, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Dwarf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Vaco Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and Ring Girls, sign up at joinrnr.com. Buy tickets at westvacoarena.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, and be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. Trio at Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com.
Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm. Plumbers that the and Steamfitters Local trusts. 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304 233 4445. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Live and local, every weekday, with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Pass me by one summer day, flash those big brown eyes my way, and oh, I wanted you forevermore. I'm not one that gets around, swear my feet stuck to the ground. Though I never did need you before I said hello, Mary Lou Goodbye, heart Goodbye, heart Sweet Mary Lou, I'm so in love with you I'm in love with Mary Lou Mary Lou That we We never part So hello, Mary Lou Goodbye, heart Every Thursday is country music, bumper music here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 842, 18 till the hour. Uh, a little bit of fog still floating around outside. It was thick and dense when I came in a couple hours ago, but it's not too bad now. A little bit of fog out there. 64 at the airport, 63 at the Highland, 63 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 64 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Look for clear skies throughout the day. Once the fog is gone, should see some sunshine. Daytime high around 82 today. A bit cooler tomorrow, still clear skies, but to 75 tomorrow, then up to 80 on Saturday. And by Monday, we'll be hitting 90 again, starting on the back-to-school week uh, for most folks in the Ohio Valley with a very warm week next week. There's a story out of Kansas that caught my attention. Well, it's caught a lot of people's attention. It's making some big national news. A, uh, a small newspaper in a small town in Kansas was raided by law enforcement officials, and um, their computers were seized and records were seized. And um, the newspaper says it was apparently without any significant cause, or they didn't know what the real cause was. Um, it's 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 a little bit confusing to me as to what actually happened, what the backstory was, but I'm trying to sort this whole thing out. And I ask um, WVU visiting professor of journalism, Joe Johns, to join us this morning to maybe offer some insight in this as well. Professor, good morning. Welcome to the show once again. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me. This is a strange story. Um, what do you think is going on out there? Yeah, so this raid that you mentioned was authorized by a search warrant uh, about a relatively minor and apparently untrue allegation that the newspaper had improperly obtained personal records uh, regarding a local business person. So this is all publicly available, but basically this local business person had a DUI. Um, so this, this newspaper was looking into that. They were trying to verify some sources. 
Um, and the local magistrate has not explained their justification for this intrusive warrant. Um, there was allegations that the newspaper had, you know, improperly done some things, but really a subpoena is kind of the norm. Uh, the raid is also led by a newly hired Marion police chief. So this was in Marion, Kansas. Uh, and the newspaper had been investigating this guy because he was a longtime member of the Kansas City Police Force and took a pay cut for almost half his salary to take this new position. So the newspaper was also looking into this police chief. So basically you have a reporter who was following up on a tip uh, on publicly available information. And the story wasn't even run because the newspaper didn't trust one of their sources. Uh, you have this complaint from a business person who essentially is a pretext then for a police chief to flex their muscle and try to silence the local newspaper. It, it just sounds very tenuous and very bizarre. I, I read a piece last night, the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, Kansas Bureau of Investigation is mounting a, an official legal investigation into this, but they declined to say if they were looking at improper action by law enforcement or if the uh, KBI was looking into something wrong done by the newspaper. Is it possible that the newspaper has is there more to this story than we know? Maybe that's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, clearly we always don't, you know, we don't have all the facts. But what it looks like on the face of it is that this newspaper, the newspaper didn't even run the story. Like I said, they didn't trust one of their sources. They were doing diligent journalism by trying to verify facts. The only time an aggressive warrant like this is justified, like a raid, is when a journalist commits a serious crime. But the alleged crime in this case is simple fact-checking and verifying sources. So the supposed crime is the kind of reporting that protects democracy, and as of now, that is not against the law. And again, did they? I know they had, were investigating the police chief for some uh, offenses he may have committed in previous jobs, but I know they had not published that. They were just doing some preliminary work on that. Had they right. published the story about the businessman? Uh, yes. So they did, they had published uh, one story, and then well, no, they were they were planning on publishing it, and they published an explanation of why they were even investigating. So the story itself wasn't published. It was them trying to explain. Here's why we're asking questions around town. Again, a very small town of like 2,000 people. Um, but this is the kind of story, this kind of, this whole story is what you expect from a military dictatorship, yeah. uh, not a small town in Kansas. <laughs> you know, the, the, what's interesting to me is the, well, many things are interesting to me in this, but the businessman clearly had his feathers ruffled, apparently feeling that, that they had somehow invaded his privacy, looked into uh, confidential records or whatever to find out about his DUI. Whether they had or whether they hadn't, it strikes me as awfully... The reality is that sometimes business people have to face these kind of allegations, and they usually can find a way to make them not sound so bad, and they move on. I mean, this guy must... The, the businessman must have a really thin skin to have gotten so offended by this. Well, exactly. And the more troubling thing, too, is that the magistrates, the courts went along with this. Like I said, this should sure. have been a normal subpoena where you ask for records, <laughs> not have a whole police raid where uh, and it, it, they raided this guy's home, the publisher's home. Uh, and his 98 year old mother died. I mean, you could talk about her age, but clearly he, he was the publisher is saying that this stress added to his mother's death as well. So uh, herself, a longtime journalist. And she was, I think, technically a co-owner. She was his mother, but she was a co-owner, I think. Right, yeah. Of yeah. the paper. So um, normally I would think that you could go to a magistrate's office and find some sort of document that explains why they were given permission to do this, but apparently they could not get such information out of the magistrate's office? Right. So in just yesterday, the Marion County Attorney General basically said there was insufficient evidence for this raid, that all seized property needs to be returned immediately, 
there's still a police investigation into the newspaper, but essentially they're not allowed to use any of this evidence that was wrongfully seized. So I hope there's also an investigation into why this um, was allowed to come out of the magistrate's office as it did. Now, let's take the big picture now, because that's what you look at really is the big picture of this. What is this? Mm -hmm. uh, what are the concerns that journalists across the country ought to have in seeing this story? Oh, Howard. Uh, citizens as well, right? This is a reminder of how fragile our American democratic institutions really are. Uh, the proper response, as, as if we needed any more, as, as if we needed any more reminding these days. But right. I, but I yeah, got your I, point. I, yeah, I talk, I, I talk to you way too much. Like this is, <laughs> I should be coming on for this stuff. <laughs> um, but all of us, right? Left, right, Democrat, Republican, we have to condemn this action, right? If the press is to remain free, democracy is to remain what it is, a government buying for the people, we have to reject this. This is not normal. Every American should reject this story and any attempt by the powerful to undermine our constitutional freedoms. Um, it, it's being noted, it, it's, it's getting, it's a national story. I mean, we're seeing it on CNN and NBC and the major news media, uh -huh. but I, it's being particularly taken note of in journalism circles, of course, as a, uh, at the very least, a cautionary tale. Yeah, and this could have a chilling effect, right? That maybe sources are no longer feel as safe to talk to journalists because they see what happens in these kinds of spaces. Um, again, why this is why everybody should say this is not normal. Um, and I don't know what local authorities were thinking. Maybe they thought, oh, we're a small town. Nobody's going to pay attention to us. Um, but this does really affect us all. And I'm glad the national news coverage has kind of picked up on all of this. You know, there are some people, though, who say, and I hear it, um, and you do too, I'm sure, there are some people who say, well, you know, this business of anonymous sources and so on, that's not really the way journalism ought to work. If somebody can't put their name on something, why should, uh, why should sources be protected? Ah, well, then you wouldn't have anybody question the powerful, right? I mean, the only reason to really protect a source is because you're afraid of retribution. And this is another reason this newspaper did not run the story, because they didn't want to use an anonymous source. They, they wanted to verify that this ex-partner was not lying to them. Um, so, yeah, you have to protect those who would be willing to question the powerful, or else nobody would say anything ever, um, including journalists, professors, any normal citizens. These whistleblowers have come forth and really help kind of protect uh, protect us from the powerful. How will you take this and use it in your class? Classes? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking day one, uh, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll wait a little bit down the road when we talk about, again, journalistic independence. I think maybe that's what we talked about last time when I was on about Fox News, that you have to remain independent from the powerful in order to report on the powerful. Um, and that's clearly, clearly was trying to be undermined in this situation. Well, let, let's tie what I mentioned earlier together with this. The truth of the matter is that all of our major institutions are in disregard these days. I mean, uh, certainly sure. political institutions. Um, we're certainly seeing during the, uh, the, the Trump indictments and so on, the, the, the diminishment of law enforcement, the diminishment of the Justice Department, the FBI, uh, and so on. I, I, I did a segment a week or so ago with one of our political guys on it, it, why is everything breaking down? I mean, everything is breaking down. Journalism is should be one of the last bastions, and yet um, people are losing trust in us as well. Yeah, and that's a that's a tough one. Um, I think a lot of people have tried to make Americans cynical. They've tried to make us all divided against each other um, and not trust institutions. I think that's been happening pretty much since the 70s, right? I think you had the cultural revolutions of the 60s. You had some backlash to that. 
And then suddenly now everybody's kind of retreated to their corners. Um, so to me, good journalism is still what can bring us together to tell these common stories. But I get it, too. I also see journalism history, and journalists have not always behaved properly, or they've also been on the side of the powerful as well. So I think a healthy skepticism is good, but we can't let it take us to a point of cynicism where we no longer come together as a, as a people. This is clearly a story still developing, um, and there could easily be some more twists and turns. Um, I, I suppose, certainly, I think law enforcement needs to explain a whole lot more, and maybe the uh, the investigation underway will will lead to a better explanation of that. Um, and I, I just I just have this sense that maybe the newspaper isn't out of the woods yet. No, definitely not. And they're, like I said, they're still kind of being investigated. But to me, from the face of it, again, I don't have all the facts, but it looks like pretty standard journalistic routines to verify information. And it was punished by the police chief wanting to kind of uh, flex his new muscle and, you know, maybe silence what journalism could do, and which is expose any kind of wrongdoing. Might be a smart move for all of us in small towns <laughs> to remember. <laughs> you, I think you're absolutely right. Probably the law enforcement there thought, uh, nobody's going to pay attention to us here in little, you know, Marion County. Uh, we'll, we'll be okay. They're a small newspaper. We're a small town. Who's going to pay attention to us? And yet, uh, and yet, uh, we may live in small towns, but we live as citizens of the bigger world. And all of us in small towns may remember. Journalists need to remember to follow the proper rules and regulations and ethics that we have been taught. And law enforcement needs to be careful about that as well. Yeah, exactly. And this is a case, actually, where you see a journalistic outlet with independence and standing out to somebody. What I'm even nervous about is those small-town newspapers who never get in trouble because they are friends with every local powerful person mm -hmm. there is. So um, something we always must question, right? Yeah, Yeah. the, 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 the mere fact that uh, the paper was willing to look into allegations of a DUI against the, uh, the businessman, a lot of, lot of small-town, I'm not saying here in this area, but a lot of small-town papers in, in small-town America uh, maybe we just, you know, and a reporter says, hey, I heard that, uh, you know, the big businessman Smith uh, just got arrested last night for DUI. A lot of them might say, you know what, let's just let that go. Yeah, I play bingo with that guy. I don't want to investigate it. So, uh, yes, yeah, so a reminder how important journalism is to keep ethical and to, to be independent from the powerful. But one of the problems, which I'm sure you talk to students about, uh, Professor, is that um, in this business, sometimes you got to remember we're not here to make friends. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you have to have access to people. You have to have access to the powerful report on them, and they can try to deny that from you when you overstep the line. So, um, again, journalistic integrity, something very much that's hard to teach but is so central to the whole field. Professor, I always enjoy talking to you. You always give me some good, uh, good things to think about. I thank you for joining us. I'll probably give you a call again one of these days when some other journalism story pops up. Or when, Fox News good, is, or when Fox News is back in. I know I called you the Fox Watcher once before, and you said, please don't call me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I try to, for my own mental health, keep away from that as much as possible. But no, it needs to be watched. You're right. I got you. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Professor. Thanks, Howard. Bye. All right. Professor Joe Jones uh, from WVU, he is a visiting professor of journalism, and I wanted to talk about this story. It's just, Bob, you've been following it, too. It just, it's, it just seems we, there's something, something's off. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't even know what side of it is off, but something is off in this story. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll get the answers when they, uh, when they trickle in, Howard. I think they probably will trickle in. It's 8.55, 5 before the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Who Wants Craft Beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the family service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Vaco Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lang, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Dwarf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Vaco Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and Ring Girls, sign up at JoinRNR.com. Buy tickets at WestVancoArena.com. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Next hour, I got an update on a couple of uh, bridge projects here in the Upper Ohio Valley. I will share with you, and we will talk about uh, we'll talk with uh, a physicist about EMPs and what happens when the lights go out forever. You got something for us, pal? Well, something I'm not very proud of, Howard. Oh. I, I believe you. I know you know who this guy is. You probably even think of him as a comedy genius. I always thought he was creepy, and I avoided him. Until last night when I found him on... No, I've always known he was creepy. Uh, But I found this guy last night, and I knew about that he had a very popular show. And his popular show is called Curb the Enthusiasm. And the guy's name is Larry David. And I was actually... One of the creators of the Seinfeld show. I was actually holding my side laughing at this guy yesterday. (laughs) The relationship... Are you familiar with that show, Howard? I've watched a few episodes of it, not a lot. He has this relationship with his buddy's wife, and they're both Jewish. And the things that they say to each other, it's like a filthy version of Seinfeld (laughs) where Jerry is just, you know, I would say that Jerry's character is part of this Larry David's character because he's just kind of, he's just different. I I, I always got a kick out of, I mean, it's a... it was a pretty freewheeling kind of show, but Larry David was one of the co-creators. Larry David and Seinfeld together were the producers of the Seinfeld show for a long time. Larry David left at some point, um, and eventually Curb Your Enthusiasm became nowhere near as popular as Seinfeld, but it was pretty popular. I mean, I was holding He's just a mensch. He's, a, he's just a mensch. That's what he, he, you know, he's just a, he's just a neurotic mensch, and uh, it is pretty funny. It, it is pretty funny. Nine o'clock on the Watchdog Morning Show, ABC covers the world for us. You to keep it growing stronger every day. Oh, no. Don't take me half the way. FM 98.1, AM 
1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. in three weeks with a trial start date of March 4th, one day before Super Tuesday. If granted by the judge, the 2024 Republican frontrunner is looking at a jam-packed court schedule as he heads into the primaries. In the separate federal election interference case against Trump, the special counsel is asking for trial to start January 2nd. And for Trump's case in New York over hush money payments, trial is already scheduled for March 25th. ABC's M. Win, 111 dead now in the Hawaii wildfire billions of dollars in estimated damage, an island in need. Amid calls by some island residents claiming FEMA and the federal government aren't doing enough and don't have a big enough presence here, President Biden, in a pre-taped message for ABC News, says numerous resources are available and more are on the way. You know, as you seek to heal from the loss of family and friends, homes and businesses, and the native Hawaiian history gone forever, but we'll be with you for as long as it takes, I promise you. The president will be traveling to this island on Monday. Alex Stone.